Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Dare Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you can join us, but before we get into the world, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you are so good and that you're constant, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you give us love and that you love upon us, Lord, and that we're able to turn around and show that same love to others, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you speak to each and every one of us, Lord, and just give us a word to say to people, Lord, to draw them into you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Good morning and welcome, everybody, as we continue our study on the Lord's house. In the previous episode, we were discussing, uh, while looking at Exodus 19 through 24, just an overview of that, two main points. The first one being how the Lord not only gives us his word, but that he also tells us and shows us or demonstrates how to live it out. And then the second point, which is probably the first point, I probably should have mentioned that first, but it's how he has planned for us from even before the foundations of the earth, what is good and what is going to be a blessing and a benefit towards us. He's already done these things. He's already put them in motion. It is up to us to choose him, to choose life. And Everything that he's playing a purpose for us is good. And he talks about being a kingdom of kings and priests. And how he's already given us everything that we need for life and for godliness, wisdom, all those things. He's already given it. We just have to choose him. And uh, so with that, we're going to stick with uh, our, our normal custom, which is to open the floor for anyone that is being prompted by the Holy Spirit to share what the Holy Spirit's ministering to them so we can all learn and grow together. And of course, with that growth comes questions. So please feel free to ask questions and we can discuss it and all learn and grow together because none of us have, not one of us has all the answers. But we know the one who does. Amen. 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 So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, honey, Nobody honey. else has anything they want to say right now. Um, we were yesterday, or the previous podcast, we were talking about Exodus 24, verse 12. And um, the, the end of that verse, it says, And the law and commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. And we were also talking about the comparison or the the type and shadow of the sacrifice of bulls and goats to, um, to cover the sins of the people temporarily. But that was a placeholder or a, a sign pointing us to Jesus and telling us that we need a Messiah because he would be the only one who could keep everything in its perfection and um, blot out, remove, obliterate, and destroy um, the, the sin that we were under. 
So James chapter one tells us that the the consequence or the end result of sin is death. And that is referencing a spiritual law. Sin, when it reaches its fullness, it brings forth death. That's not something that you can comprehend looking at it in the natural. That's a, it's spiritually discerned as something God has shared with okay. us. So when the Lord brought forth the commandments, it was to bring a knowledge of this is what sin is, and this is all that's required to meet righteousness. But even still in that, they even if they kept every single bit of it, they still would need Jesus's blood to con- to um, destroy the result of sin or the mm-hmm. consequence or the penalty of sin. The blood of Jesus does that for us. And it, it, he is our propitiation. He is the reconciliation of God in us or towards us. So when I was reading this, it just reminded me of... First of all, how good our God is. Amen. But let's look at Colossians chapter 2 real quick. Mm -mm -mm. There is... Does anybody have that yet? Yes. Which verse? Um, verses 11 through 15, please. Okay. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through the faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of your flesh he has made alive together with him having forgiven all your trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it Amen. So God, as he's working things out through time, right? He's, he's purifying everything. He's working it out in time. Made known to us, here is the penalty and the consequence of death. Guess who found that out before us? Anybody got a guess? Lucifer? Aha. There it is. Aha. Lucifer found out because the sentence his sentence has already been stated that he would be destroyed you can you know go back and read that in what we reviewed um in the previous podcast about the choosing ground when he sinned against god it brought forth death in him death to his possibilities his options etc and then there will be the second death which is the lake of fire the hell being thrown into the lake of fire and all that being sealed so i just thought it was really interesting you know, as God always does, he leaves his, his character, he leaves reflections of himself throughout everything that he does. He leaves himself there, his fragrance, his aroma, his character, so that everything points us back to Jesus Christ. Everything mm-hmm. points us to the Messiah and to our Lord and ultimately to the Father through him to remind us that 
He's who we need. And at the same time, he's still working his plan, the work that is pleasing to him and good throughout time and generations in the earth. Amen. Anyone else? Um, in, when we were looking at um, Exodus 24 and, it w- and the Lord was telling Moses to use the tablets to teach the children of Israel, I found it interesting that Moses didn't say, yeah, Lord, I already know your commandments. I'm just going to teach them by word. But he had written proof of what God had said so they could, the children of Israel could put their eyeballs on it. They could touch it. They could see it for themselves. And it caused them to have accountability. It's one thing if I tell the boys, oh, mommy and dad said, brush your hair. It's one thing if I said it, but if I have proof or another witness to come and back it up, then there's accountability to whichever brother or both that I told them to brush their hair. Likewise here, God was providing a way for the children of Israel to have accountability, which is also one of his, um, a trait in his character. He's accountable. He doesn't shirk off responsibility or pass the buck, if you will, and blame somebody else, but he owns up and he expects us to do that as well. And so he was um, providing that here through Moses to the children of Israel. And um, that's just something that I found interesting. Well, well, let's look at that. Because in chapter 20, the Lord gave the Ten Commandments, right? Yes. And then in Exodus 24, he tells Moses to come up to him on the mountain And he says, I will give you the tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written. Moses hasn't received the written copy yet. Yes. However, he's still held accountable because it was already given. The Lord had already spoken them to him and told Moses to give it to the people. Let's Let's also not forget that he had just met with who in the previous, in chapter 18, Exodus 18. Jethro? His father-in-law. Who had provided what? Wisdom, wise counsel. On judging the people. Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. So he had just been given, then what would... Moses be judging by the word of the Lord, right? Yes. Okay. So the Lord and the Lord is, is complete. He lacks nothing. He gives us what we need to do the the works, the job, right? The purpose, the plan that he has for us and for our life. He appointed Moses to do a work. And he gave him wisdom and, and some of that wisdom as we see here came through his father in law on how to accomplish the plan of the Lord, right? Yes. But then we saw in Exodus 20 how the Lord gave him the commandments. And then he gives him all these additional laws, right? Yes. Like we said, some some versions of, of your Bible, depending on the translation, will title some of those sections sundry laws or extra laws, but really... What Moses was teaching the people and judging by, right, was how to live it out. Isn't that what Christ showed us? This is how you live out what the Lord commanded, the Father commanded 
from the beginning. Right? If if we are, I'll say, that, right, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, right? Yes. Okay, then, then we wouldn't bear false witness. Then we would love our neighbor. We would help out even our quote-unquote enemy, right? Which is covered in, in those chapters. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just a demonstration. So then the judging part is the accountability. Are we living up to and demonstrating what the Lord purposed and how he purposed us to carry it out from the beginning? Amen. And of course, we can't do without him. But it, it holds up, it's for us to hold ourselves in check. But then also, as a people of God, right? It, yes. What, did, what does the Lord say through Paul later? If you see your brother in error, go to him. If he doesn't listen, bring another brother or sister, right? Yes. And then, if they still won't listen, if they still insist, then bring it before the elders. So it's not just Moses judging, right? And of course, what the Lord do? He took from, he took from the Holy Spirit on Moses, and put it on the other seventy elders, right? Yes. He says, I will take from the Spirit on you and I will put it on these 70 elders so they could assist in the work. Right? Yes. But again, it was for everyone to hold each other accountable. Themselves first. Judging themselves first. We see this this pattern, this cycle, the, what the Lord intended from the very beginning. Hmm. So, I'll say I have this question, but I also, it's, it's more of a thought that I want us to consider. Um, we can do nothing without Jesus. Amen. Right? And even if you carried out everything in the law, you did your very best, you would still be guilty of the sin that comes as a part of sin nature. There would still be something underlying that requires us to have his blood that requires us to have covenant relationship with him. So is it really, you know, what does God want from us? How do we live this in, in truth and sincerity towards our God? How do we live this out? Is he interested in us, you know, pulling down the chart every morning going, okay, do not, do not steal, do not lie, do not commit adultery, do not, you know what I mean? And then if my neighbor's goat falls in the ground, you know, like, is that what God is asking us to do, or is he looking for something different? And this is what I mean by different. It's not a removing of what God said, because he's laying out in itemized detail, mm-hmm. this is the standard of righteousness. The penalty of sin is death. If you violate even one standard on this, this sheet of this, these spiritual laws that he's now highlighting, if you violate one section, you're guilty of all of it and deserving of death. Mm-hmm. But he said, come unto me, come unto me, Jesus said, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to him, put on Christ, right? Which is who we become at new creations in him. And then when he talks about how we fulfill each of these itemized details, he said, let's do it through the love of God. You do it by nice. accessing his love through his blood to carry out and meet this standard because after the sin nature came through, we're incapable of doing it. And even man and woman, 
weren't uh-huh. able to measure up. They still needed a savior. How could he be the lamb slain before the foundation of the world if there was an actual expectation that they could do it without him? Do we want to see a, another pattern? And it answers your question. All right, let's do it. Uh, Exodus 23. Okay. Can I get a volunteer to read from verse 20? Um, I almost want to say through the end of the chapter. Verse 2 0. The end of yes, the verse uh, Exodus 23. Oh, okay. Verse 2 0, 20. And yeah, through, thir- through verse 33. Can I get someone to read that, please? I'll do it. All right, Dean. Thank you, brother. All right. Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. Mm -hmm. But if you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be enemy to your enemies and adversary to your adversaries. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, I will blot them out. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do as they do, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. I will take sickness away from you. None shall miscarry or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I will send my terror before you and will throw into confusion all the people against whom you shall come. And I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. And I will send hornets before you, which will drive out the Hivites and the Canaanites and the Hittites from before you. I will not drive them out from before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the wild beasts multiply against you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased and possessed the land. And I will set your border from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines and from the wilderness to the Euphrates. For I will give the inhabitants of the land into your hand and shall drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant with them and their gods. They shall not dwell in your land lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it will surely be a snare for you. Amen. Amen. A lot of blessings in there, yeah? Amen. Yes. What's the first blessing? There's also, for me when I read that section, there's also prescription there. If you're receiving the things that are there that you don't want to receive, the answer is there. You Mm -hmm. have let another god come in. Mm -hmm. Amen. So what's, what's the first blessing described here? That Jesus would go before them. Uh, I will send an angel. And then in verse 23, for my angel will go before you. Um, When we were discussing the garden and Adam and woman, before the curse, of course, right? Who did they walk with in the cool of the day? The Lord, Father, Son, His Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit, of course, leading them, guiding them. Adam and woman's job was to guard and govern, or phrased, tend and keep the garden Mm -hmm. from any of these, well, what's the same verse 33? Snares. 
right? They were to yes. enforce the blessing of God there. Thank you. And insist upon it. And insist in upon name it. Of Jesus. And by the focusing on the Amen. Lord, or, or the Holy Spirit being led, right? And what does Scripture tell us? Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the, the sons, sons of God. God. The sons of God. We see this pattern. Wait, this is throughout Scripture. Now we've we talked about the garden. We're talking about here in the wilderness, and we're talking about the New Testament. Yes. That. This is the same pattern. But we saw it first in the original pattern in the garden. They were being led by the Holy Spirit. Why do we think it's any different for us? So if we're letting the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us and teach us, right? Yes. Look at all these additional blessings to follow. Mm-hmm. But it's, as Dean, as you, brother, as you pointed out, it's when we take our eyes off of the Lord and his his angel, his Holy Spirit. And then we enter into covenant with other things. Other people, other gods. Then we're snared. Hmm. Then there's an issue. So how do we accomplish it? All that the Lord has intended for us to do, how do we remain the same way Jesus did. He was led by the Spirit. Wherever the Spirit would bring him, right? Yes. Even into the wilderness. And the, and the Spirit led him out into the wilderness. And of course sustained him and, and all those things. And he was tempted. But he remained. Mm. He gave him the answer. And spoke to the core of the, the issue. Mm-hmm. The temptation. Whatever it was. As the Holy Spirit does when we allow him to lead and guide us. Mm-hmm. And by remained, you mean he maintained his covenant relationship Amen. with the Father. He did not rebel against God's authority in his life. He did not go after seeking his own. He ruled over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Mm-hmm. He maintained his abode. Absolutely. And thus is the pattern and example for us. It's not just for, for Adam and woman in the garden. It's not just for the, the Israelites in the wilderness, right? It is, and it's not just for Jesus. It was for us, and it's for us today. This matters. We have to understand this. It wasn't just for the apostles. It matters to us today that we follow this pattern, being led by the Holy Spirit, who goes before us. Amen. He can't lead from behind. To lead, you, you have to be in front. The notes his place, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I just, um, you know, I told you I said I see this as prescriptive as well, too. Absolutely. <clears throat> as a diagnostic tool for me to understand where I, where I am. Mm-hmm. Well, it's for each of us. And mm-hmm. so just, you know, um, again, and just trying to be transparent to encourage those that listen to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, a, it's a long story, but there was a, there was a time period where um, I really felt like I was being led by the Lord for almost 10 years. And we, we know that story well here in this room, and we've <laughs> talked about it a lot. Yeah. But clearly was not. And um, had I taken proper inventory 
of the results I was getting in my life, the things I was seeing in my life. Those, the, the evidence was always there. So just encourage you to you know, spend some time in prayer. Don't assume that you are being led, right? The, 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 the enemy is a deceiver, right? We talked a couple of podcasts back that even the elect may be deceived, right? So don't consider yourself above it. Look and let God's word illuminate you. Let the Holy Spirit illuminate inside of you to see if there is something that you've allowed to creep in so that you can get back in line. Mm-hmm. Not so much to receive the fullness of blessing, which is great, but to see the fullness of the relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is, that's everything, our relationship with him. That's it. Is, it's what he intended from the beginning, right? Yes, that he is our God and we are his people. And there's nothing standing in the way of our oneness with him through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand some of these things are, uh, Dean, as you, you stated, are, are weighty. And it, it really causes us to, to pause and, and consider some things in our lives. Um, and it's okay. I'll say, uh, when we look at Romans 10, 10 through 17, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that honey, you and I have talked about all the time. And it's a process of faith, but it's also how we change our confession, Right? Because, Dean, you talked about how, in your in your story, how you thought you you were doing the right thing, and that you were living right and right, and we all have come to the, those places. But then you heard differently, and so and, and because of the Holy Spirit, absolutely, he it was clearly a Holy Spirit moment. Yes. It was a, it, it was almost irrelevant to what was going on. It was a very innocuous question that Kamisha asked me, and and starting to answer it, I just like. Bang! Light came on. <laughs> oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> and, and then, you know, lots of discussions that night and continuing discussions. And, right, but uh, I'll say this is a process, right? When we hear differently, we will know or understand differently. And when we know or understand differently, we begin to think differently. When we think differently, we believe differently. And when we believe differently, we speak differently. When we speak differently, we live, or we will live, or do differently. And then it brings us right back to hearing differently, which is how faith comes and arises. So, again, that's Romans 10, 10 through 17. When we look at the core there, right? It is about changing our confession. It is about understanding the things that the Lord is saying. And... And we, we've talked about it here, um, that's I, even in the past few episodes. Religion cannot, does not have the answers for you. There's only one that has the answers, and that's Christ. In a relationship with a, him. Re, in a exactly true, proper, engaging relationship with him. Amen. Knowing him for who he truly is, his ways and his thoughts, not just his acts or his deeds towards us. Not just the blessings, but knowing him truly for who he is. Amen. And that's part of what, you know, we're clearly, Lord's working on, you know, having us bring out here in this study of the Lord's house. It all ties back to him and how he purposed things to be from the beginning. Mm. Psalm 119, 130 says, the entrance of your words gives light. 
It gives understanding to the simple. God is good. <laughs> He's just a good God. Amen. He's just a good God. And when we hear from him, we should always be growing. We should always be seeking him. We should always be following him. And, you know, Dean, I wanted to, to say this about what you, you know, that, that beautiful evening <laughs> that the Lord brought light and revelation to you. I have no doubt that he did speak to you and, mm -hmm. and tell you and bring and show you these things. But like man and woman in the garden, Adam and woman, there wasn't enough in abiding with the Lord or enduring with him to hear the duration of what he had to say, to hear the fullness of all the things that he wanted to express. Mm -hmm. And that allowed the enemy to come in and create deception, just like for them. I don't think they said, God, I'm, I don't like you. I'm going to do this today. I don't think that they came from that place. However, um, you know, the enemy takes an opportunity where he can. He doesn't take a day off for technicalities or, or a lack of understanding on our part. Actually, the word says that where there is no understanding or there's no vision, there is perishing. And God is faithful to us. I also wanted to mention, oh, goodness, it just flew out of my mind. Well, well I, I was gonna say, let me be clear about something for, for what it's worth. Um, when the Lord revealed to me what I thought he was doing in the business, mm -hmm. and I heard it, mm -hmm. I didn't contemplate it. I said, that's what I want to do and started doing it. It wasn't the enemy. It was my ego. <laughs> yes. I just, just got to call it for what it is. Absolutely. And I took off running. I didn't wait for further instruction. I didn't ask when. I didn't ask how. I just let my flesh take over and let me go make this happen. Yep. And but how many times have we all done that? I'm, that's what I was going to say. Oh, that's man. a common a common problem. And, it, and it's still us going, okay, God, I've got it. I'm in the <laughs> seat of God, which is the same thing Lucifer said. I'm in the seat of God. You sh get out of here. Well, you, you said earlier today, you know, tell the truth, shame the devil. Right? <laughs> it wasn't on the podcast. I mean, like, tell the truth, shame the devil. He didn't get any credit for that. <laughs> he had nothing to do with that. Right. And he didn't deserve any more credit than what he, he none. Amen. Exactly. Amen. Promise you had something you wanted to share quickly? Yes. All right, um, sir. The Lord was talking to me about inside of verse 16. I noticed that it was the seventh day that the Lord started talking to Moses. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. the... Not the... First, second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. And then the Lord just reminded me of the scripture where Jesus was talking about he was the true rest. And that there's no such thing as actual rest without him. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, and what was the Sabbath? What was it designed to do? Um, it was a day purposed for the Lord, yes? Amen. Yes. To, to just spend time in him, with him and in his presence and to hear his voice. You see that, I'll say, demonstrated right here, right? Yes. So, yes, that's a wonderful observation there, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for time, let's pause there for today. All right? So I know there's a lot, a lot we've discussed, and a lot the Holy Spirit's ministering. So, um... Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer? I will. All right, Layla. 
Lord, we just thank you for today and for this wonderful time that we've had together discovering your word, Lord, and learning more about you. We just thank you for your blessings, Lord, and we ask that you will continue to bless our partners and our listeners, God, that you will give them favor in the eyes of their employers, their teachers, their peers, God, that you will make them the head and not the tail as you have promised in your word, Lord. And I ask that you'll make the path for their feet smooth and straight, Lord, and that they can see your vision, God, and they have a heart for you to desire to do the things that you want to do, Lord, just like Jesus, our pattern and example, Lord. And I just thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.